All right, so one thing that we hear often, uh, really over the last decade especially, and that we haven't really ever heard before, is this notion that something needs to be updated for modern audiences. Oh, we've updated this for modern audiences. We have we have added in all this, this stuff to this adaptation or, or whatever for modern audiences. Uh, I've, been, I've been thinking about Willow because I just wrote a post about the costumes in that show. Um, the costumes often vary between sort of a medieval high fantasy aesthetic and then suddenly like denim and zippers and dungaree hats and boots with the logo on them. Uh, modern looking. And in that show, we also have very modern dialogue. You can go beyond these sort of aesthetic things. Like those, that's a weird, like that's weird, right? To put in such modern looking costumes. That's a new one in a lot of ways. Even a, Even other shows that have, you know, that have updated for modern audiences have still hewed largely to a, you know, a fantasy aesthetic, you know, if we're talking about fantasy, uh, like The Witcher, right? That's been updated for modern audiences to some degree, uh, Wheel of Time. But at least the costumes, for the most part, have tried to keep that fantasy aesthetic going. Uh, with mixed, mixed success, but... The attempt is there. And in Willow, it seems like they just haven't even tried. But I'm not going to make a video about the, the Willow costumes at this point. The point that I, I started to think about, however, was, was just the idea of, like, what does it mean to make a show or a movie or an adaptation or a spinoff or a sequel series that's updated for modern audiences? It's, it's as though the people making these shows know what modern audiences want. And here's the thing. Modern sensibilities shift over time. Absolutely. There are, you know, constantly cultural changes taking place within our society. Um, for instance, uh, the, 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 the sort of climax of the first Ace Ventura movie would be viewed by many people now as, as transphobic right? I watched that scene and I'm like, oh man, I did, I did think that was kind of funny back in the day, but I can see how that would be considered transphobic. And so in modern cinema, you're probably never going to see a scene like that again, right? Because cultural changes have, have taken place just like, you know, uh, you know, think we used to have we used to have a lot more homophobia, and now that's you know that's tapered off to to a large degree. Art reflects. My point is, my point is, excuse my voice, I'm sick. My point is, is that art does reflect life, and art does change with with time. Just everything changes together over time, and and sometimes more rapidly, and sometimes more slowly. Um, you know, there's a reason why people aren't writing Shakespeare today, you know, modern Shakespeare, like we're not recreating that exact sound. We're not writing an iambic pentameter very often. Um, modern audiences have changed, but, but it's, we're not doing that because we want to target modern audiences. We, we do that because we have changed. The creators of these things have changed. They're, they're right. Our language has changed. Um, so whenever I hear that phrase, I think that's just corporate bullshit, right? That's just a corporate phrase. It's like token diversity. Again, and I've said this many times, I am 100% in favor of more diversity. Um, but token diversity is different. 
Token diversity is where you take something and you just wedge in as much, you know, forced diversity as possible. Like, oh, we need, okay, we've got this, we've got this village in this fantasy show. Uh, in the original source material, you know, these people were isolated off into this valley and, you know, they were all white. And they, they had some, you know, maybe they were all white, but they, and they were all dark haired and uh, very pale or something. I don't know. Um, because they're isolated and everybody sort of has been breeding together for a thousand years. And so in the in the original fiction, this is how these people look. And maybe from in this other land, far off to the east, everyone's darker skinned and has purple hair or something. I don't know. And maybe in the metropolis, where different cultures come together, you see some more diversity, right? Because that's geographically sensible. Uh, but in, 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 in this push towards modern audiences, in this push towards token diversity, diversity, what do you, what, what do you call that? Um, anyways, what you see is they say, well, okay, this, this village needs to have, you know, white characters, black characters, Asian characters, Latino characters. This one village needs to be very diverse. And then, you know, you go to the East and that has to be very diverse. And everywhere you go now is just very diverse. Like, there is no geographical or, or cultural uh, separation. And what that creates, ironically, is a lack of diversity. Because now you don't have, you know, actual diverse locations or peoples. You just have everyone the same. And it's tokenistic because now you're just checking off boxes to see how, you know, okay, is this village diverse enough and this village diverse? Whereas it would be much more interesting. And I'm talking specifically here in like fantasy or historical settings where where people haven't intermingled as much as they have today. Um, you know, like... this is, In Call of Duty Vanguard, they they created the most diverse campaign ever, even though this is a World War II game so you have you know you have a team of special operatives who you know there's a the leader is a black british guy and there's the female russian sniper and you know so you've got like you've they, they've checked they've they've made this very diverse team in a world war ii game and what's what's funny about that to me is that realistically yeah i mean there were people of different races fighting in world war ii but often they wouldn't be on a team together like you could have made a diverse game where you had like an you know an East Indian character you know fighting in a theater of a different theater of war and you know you could have had an interesting like look at a at a what 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 black soldiers went through in World War Two but they don't really do anything with it they just check off these boxes and then make the Nazis look like like they're the only racists in the world in the nineteen forties. Everybody was racist in the 1940s. Like, like we, realistically, even the even the people who were not racist were kind of racist in the 1940s. Like, again, times change. We are in the least racist time ever now. That's good, but we can't go back and and literally change history just so that the game can be more diverse. You know, um, honestly. I mean, I realize now we've we've crossed the Rubicon or whatever, but in a World War II game, they shouldn't there should not really be female soldiers. Like, I'm sorry, 
Like, I want female soldiers in games. I, I don't, and I want female characters in games. I want all that. But, like, who fought in the battles in World War II? Who fought and died? I mean, women suffered greatly and enormously. But who was fighting? Like, who stormed the beaches of Normandy? You know, like, let's, let's have some realism because this is his, history is history. And I know, I know, I know, Call of Duty, it's a, it's a stupid arcadey shooter game. I get that. Okay, fine. And maybe in the multiplayer, who gives a shit, right? But in the campaign, like, let's, like, you know, 2017's World, Call of Duty World War II focused, like, it was like a Band of Brothers story, you know? And that's okay. They actually dealt with some of the anti-Semitism of the, of, you know, and, and the, the horrors that, 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 that the Nazi regime inflicted upon Jewish people. Like, you can still deal with these things realistically. Like, imagine Schindler's List if the idea was, well, we need to make it diverse. So instead of just approaching, like, the, the Holocaust and the Jews, you know, they had to have, like, you know, black characters and Asian characters. Like, that's not how you tell a good story. And this idea that we're updating it for modern audiences is it's corpo speak. It's just corporate bullshit. Like I do want to see more diversity in storytelling. I do want that very badly. And and I think that like in something like um let's look at, at Andor. There is a lesbian relationship in Andor. And I liked it a lot because it wasn't like it wasn't, they weren't, they, they didn't include it in this way that was like, hey, look at us. We put a lesbian relationship in our show. Let's, let's, let's feel really, really good about ourselves for being so progressive. It was there and it, it was, a, it was an understated and, and, and a pro, like, it was appropriate to the tone of the show itself, right? Like the, the two characters involved were not, you know, they, they weren't like overtly, like lovey-dovey or anything like their relationship was strained by the 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 enormously stressful and dangerous jobs they had in this fledgling rebellion but putting it in there was fine and i'm glad that they did and i and i think they did it in a way that was just so like like really they didn't put much in the way of relationships or romance in that show at all so including it in the, in the way that they did was really great now in a show like willow they have a very overt lesbian relationship and it very much feels like hey look we we included this because we're so progressive let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit now again i think you could have had an effective relationship in this show between two women um i think that you would have you, they just needed to do it better and and, you, and again like this is this it feels it feels forced into the story because it takes place between two characters who one of them, especially Jade, doesn't feel like she even has a place in the story. Like, why is she even there? Uh, it seems just so that they can have this lesbian relationship. I think it would have been more interesting if there was, you know, that you take her character out, maybe have Kit, the princess who she's in love with, maybe have Kit and her brother Eric both in love with Laura Dannon. And then Laura Dannon's like, I don't know, like... That'd be an interesting love triangle. Like, that would just be, you know, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't belong in Willow either. But, like, at least it would be more interesting. It would feel like more core core to the plot. And I just thought of that off the top of my head here. But I have thought, like, they need to have fewer young adult relationship issues in the damn show. Um, then we have something like Rings of Power, right? And now, again, I, I've said and I do, I do believe this. Like, 
if you are making a show in today's age, I understand why you feel the need to have more diversity. Because you are going to face a lot of backlash and criticism if you don't. So I understand why going into this, Amazon is saying, you know, we're going to have more diversity than the Peter Jackson films. Um, so I, I, and I can respect to some degree, like this idea that, all right, you know, this is, this is the approach we're taking. We're going to make it work. I think like something like House of the Dragon did it much better by having the Valarians um, be black. There's sort of a geographical, like specific house that, that has that. Um, in Rings of Power, again, it's like, I wish that they had come up with a better way of introducing diversity than what they did. For instance, like, maybe all the elves from this part of the world are black. Or maybe the Harfoots, instead of just, you know, being like a grab bag of different racial backgrounds, maybe the Harfoots were all a little darker skinned than the Hobbits, you know, from thousands of years later. You know, I don't know, you know, just things like that. Like you could just introduce like, again, geographical reasoning to to where these racial um, differences come from so that it feels more organic to the world. That's all. Uh, and that creates a more believable and less sort of forced or tokenistic diversity. Same thing with The Witcher. The Witcher has just decided to sort of abandon its Eastern European setting and just become very very diverse without any sort of like well why you know what what's is there like a region where people that look differently come from like and the witcher of course has just abandoned um every everything i mean there's the new blood origin show uh the elves are basically just humans now like they just look like humans they act like humans they 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 behave boorishly and like bullies and it's like aren't we supposed to Again, like, where's the diversity now? Now, now we've now we've just leveled everything out. Humans and elves—they're the same, except for one has pointy ears. You know, like, what? What? Why are we? Why do we even have elves then? Why don't we just get? Why don't you just do away with the fantasy races completely? Oh, I'm sorry, not races—the fantasy species completely. If we're just going to make them the same, and it all becomes so samey in this quest for diversity, we get things that constantly feel the same. Narratively, creatively, flat and drab and boring. And there are ways around this that continue to, to, to push for more diversity while still being organic and natural. Um, and the problem, again, I'm going to just wrap this up, but the problem with this, this idea that we're, we're adapting it for a modern audience, is that the modern audience doesn't exist. There's no such thing. There, obviously, everybody's taste is different. People are going to be bothered by different things. But what it does feel like is, is we're trying to make fantasy and science fiction mainstream. And the price we're pay, willing to pay for that is abandoning the fandom that has traditionally been the people who have purchased and watched and, and enjoyed fantasy and science fiction. And years ago, I wrote... Uh, you know, about how this, this, how a part of me was excited to see all these new adaptations like Game of Thrones. And a part of me was terrified because I was worried that we were mainstreaming something that was just fine without the mainstream, that was just fine before, 
everybody else arrived at our hobbies and decided to make them their hobbies instead. And 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 so to me, I guess I feel like I don't I don't want to limit pe- people from being in our hobbies. I just I just would like you to kindly fuck off when when you insist on changing them for modern audiences. A friend pointed out, um, I don't know, they'd watched some video of some of the character or actors from Rings of Power, and they were interviewed and they were talking about how great all this diversity was in the show. And the observation was um, that these people, maybe maybe they weren't actors, but maybe they were just like like experts or something. I don't know, some people associated with the show who were, you know, not white, uh, not male, um, not white male anyways. Uh, you know, talking about the, the diversity and all how great it was and la da 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 and how that just reduces them to their racial and and gender checkboxes. Like, how they're no longer just people talking about about the story or the characters or, or what it all means, but they're just, they've been reduced simply to diversity people. They're there as mascots. For, for, for this corporate diversity push that we are seeing. And, uh, and that's just sad. And that's just fucking racist, right? That's like, that's fucked up. It's fucked up to reduce people to their skin colors or their gender. For modern audiences. So, that is my rant. Again, excuse my voice. Um, I coughed the night away last night and uh, I don't feel great. So, thanks for watching. Yes, like, subscribe, hit the little bell. Um, Peace.